that not only cycling, but just general exercise can really boost you mentally and help you not only in just like being a happier person, but really help retrain your mind. Cranks at Dawn is a podcast about cycling, supported by Oslo Dawn Patrol. Welcome back to Cranks at Dawn. Uh, we've had, I just had a little short break here with a holiday from from my side, but I'm glad to to uh, to be back. And today I have with me uh, Julian Roberts, who lives in Berlin, uh, originally from the UK. Julian, tell us about uh, who you are and uh, what you're doing with cycling. Hi, so Cranks at Dawn, Hans, thank you very much for having me. I'm very grateful to be on the podcast. Um, yeah, so I'm Julian. Um, I'm known on Instagram as Peddling Through Life. Um, I actively promote mental health and cycling as being a benefit. And um, I'm a third generation cyclist. So my granddad originally got me into cycling at a young age, doing time trials, going into a youth development squad, which um, I was lucky enough to um, ride alongside some of the greats that are in the pro peloton. Sadly, I'm not in the pro peloton, but... Um, I'm just carrying on cycling and uh, peddling through life, enjoying myself. Um, I'm currently based in Berlin, but I am from England. Um, I moved here in November. And uh, since moving here in November, it's really given me the opportunity to focus more on my um, my own personal cycling area on Instagram and promoting mental health. So that's me in a nutshell. Sounds good. I mean, uh, not being in the pro peloton, I think... Uh... <laughs> that goes for most of us and and to be honest it's it's uh, i think uh, that's a better choice not to be there it's uh, i think it, it's 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 better from the outside if you if you ask me but uh, but that's uh, just just my opinion but i really like uh, your kind of uh, caption pedaling through life uh, you have a blog and your your profiles and social media and so on are kind of circled around pedaling through life you mentioned mental health uh, how do you connect uh, cycling and communication around mental health and what you do for mental health uh, with cycling so i mean the connection itself for mental health i actually and cycling really helping improve it um i discovered that myself and through my own experiences um without going into a trauma dump i i just moved back from australia many uh, probably about five years ago and i'd went through a horrible um separation and I just ended up diving into work and I was cycling all the time and I just burnt out and I, I I just needed a release. So I just stripped everything back and I just put myself on the bike and decided it was a place that I could collect my thoughts and um, really think things through and rediscover myself and put myself in a better mood. So I've tried to kind of transfer that and my experience to helping others see that not only cycling but just general exercise can really boost you mentally and help you not only in just like being a happier person but really help retrain your mind um, to think better and approach things in different way and have that time to collect your thoughts without having to worry about the world um, that's really how I've kind of approached that side of things um, And the things I kind of dive into are very varied. So I'll, most of the kind of the stuff I share are like useful tips. So they're open to interpretation. So people can use those assets to um, develop themselves 
in um, their own way because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm not a trained psychologist, nor would I ever claim to be. But I feel that the knowledge that I've gained in my own personal experiences, I can help transfer that to help other people um, on their journey. Um, there's a, someone that did really inspire me is, um, is Nick Frendo, um, and he runs Ascend. Um, I can really recommend checking that out. Um, a lot of his stuff's based around, you know, male suicide, which is extremely important. And I've just taken inspiration from people like him to really give it a go and, and use my space to be a safe space, even though it is on a global platform. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Nick Frendo. I've actually had Nick Frendo uh, as a guest on, on this uh, this podcast as well earlier on, and it's exactly what you say. the The focus uh, that that uh, that he brings on mental health is is uh, is magnificent. One of the things that that he mentioned, and that I can relate to myself, and I wonder if, if you've experienced the same. Is this thing that, uh, especially for men and males, it can be a little bit difficult, you know, to sit down and talk and say, "Okay, how are you?" Not just how are you, but how are you really doing? Uh, and that often comes uh, becomes easier when you are actually riding with a friend side by side, chatting away. It's easier to have those conversations when you don't sit in front of each other, looking into each other's eyes. Is that something that you experience as well? Yeah, I always feel like um, I can be a much more open person and I can receive stuff a lot better when I'm not in a closed environment where it's just like, say, me and another person sitting in front. You don't feel that pressure and you also don't feel like you're trapped. Um, you, you're free when you're on a bike, um, you know, to move away from that and come back into it, as they could say, um Yeah, I really think that, like you said, that that space can really help people to open up. Um, I've had conversations on the bike with people that have gone very deep, and it's it's helped me along the way and helped them. Um, like you said, asking someone if they're okay as a male, um, there's always been this stereotype, hasn't there, about you know we're meant to be um, strong and we're not meant to share our feelings, but I think over the last few years, it's the dawn of change and people are starting to really realize that it's okay to not be okay, especially as a male, um, and kind of face up to what they used to not be able to. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. I think this uh, those stereotypes can be can be difficult to you know to break through and basically get rid of. I think. Uh, I, I totally agree with that. So uh, pedaling through life, um, as I said, I, I, I like that. I like that caption because for me, it's like okay, you 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 go through life on your bike with your bike, uh, s- circle around. You have your life circled around cycling. Uh, one of the uh, instances where where you and I have connected before is actually on uh, on the media called Clubhouse, uh, where. Where you had some some talks with the people, where you invited people to discuss, and one of the things that we discussed there was uh, diversity and inclusion within cycling, both you know in cycling communities and with brands as such. I know you work quite a bit with different kinds of brands. Is that diversity and inclusion? Is that something you you actively work with with brands as well? Um, yeah. So. Um... Yeah, we we done some few talks um, through another uh, medium, which we called um, Bring Your Own Coffee, um, which it kind of started as uh, just a 
place where we would all go on Zwift and ride together. It would be a morning ride and everyone could chat and just be themselves. There was no pressure. You didn't have to chat, but it was just a ride during the pandemic. So people didn't have to ride alone um, because riding alone can be, you know, it can be, have its pros and also have its cons. Um, but yeah, we did those chats on diversities with brands and it really, really um, moved things forward. Um, we had brands approach us, you know, big brands um, saying, you know, we'd love to get involved more in these talks because, you know, diversity is important to us and we don't necessarily know what to do because um, what's going on in the world and um, we're not best equipped. So we'd rather ask everyone else. So I think we, we provided a lot of valuable information there and I do work with quite a few brands. I mean, I now work a lot more in the cycling industry, but I do work also in the photographic industry. Um, but the diversity in the photographic industry is, it is there. So it's not something I've always been worried about because there are a lot of diverse people within that um, industry. But cycling, um, I've seen it evolving over the years and brands are starting to put uh, more diverse people and tackle, um, you know, um, things they wouldn't always do, like promote mental health and uh, promote inclusion and, you know, um, trans and women cycling, for example, which is still a, you know, a very big area that really needs a push. But things are happening, but they're just happening slowly. Um, and I always try and transfer that into my work the best I can, Um you know, but ultimately some of the brands I work with might not be there yet. Um, so I have to tre tread lightly on that. But um, if it's something and a message that I can incorporate, then I'm always willing to open up a talk with them to see if they do want to approach that. Mm. Um, I, I, Yeah, sorry? No, I was just thinking these brands that want to approach you or somehow start the discussion around diversity and inclusion, you also mentioned mental health. These more, you know, can we say more soft issues uh, which are on the side of the core brand. Uh, what's your experience in the, the, the dr what drives them towards that? Is that because people like you and me and others in your network talk about it and kind of require request, uh, you know, set expectations Or is it because these brands, they can see, okay, we need to go there and there's actually a financial benefit as well. What do you think actually drives this? Yeah, I mean, personally, um, each brand is very different, but I feel a lot of it right now, um, and without sounding negative, is financially motivated by these brands um, because there are people such as myself and others, um, my friend Naturally Mitch, who also um, promotes diversity, you know, they're actively using their network and their space to reach others. And brands are taking note of this now. And they're, they're saying, well, if these guys are really, you know, actively promoting this, then we probably need to do something so that we're seen in this space as being inclusive and being diverse. Um, diverse. But Yeah, I mean, without sounding too negative, I think it is quite financially motivated right now. But I think slowly as it grows and the more people that we get on board and the more people that will talk about this stuff and make it 
normal, you could say. Um, I think the more brands will kind of see, actually, it's not financially motivated and we need to um, step up our game. Not all brands, don't get me wrong. Some brands are doing it for the right reasons and that is fantastic. But if we see some of these big, super, you know, corporate hyper brands, then, you know, a lot of it is like, yeah, we need to get on this. So that's just my perspective and my opinion. I could be wrong. No, yeah, I, I guess we we can all be wrong from time to time, but I think you are right. And and to be honest, I think you know, financially driven is is or, you know, money talks, and it will always to some extent drive. But I think you can always tell if a brand is doing it genuinely, or if it's just a staff they want to add for financial reasons. I think you can you can you can quite easily tell that this is not something that they genuinely think is the right thing to do. At least not to begin with, uh, but as you say, things always develop and and turn can things can turn around. Um, yeah. But do you think the cycling industry has has been slow to to pick up on this, or is it uh, just like any other industry? Um, I think it's um, now because of everything that's gone on over the last year. I think now is where they've picked up. I think it's 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 kind of been like. Um, a ticking time bomb that's just been waiting to explode, and the um, the seeds have been sown, and now they're um, now they're they're growing up. So all the brands are kind of adopting this. I mean, just to take it back to say about brands that are actively doing it for the right reasons, um, Cirque, Cy- Cirque Cycling, Cirque Titanium, for example, um, they're actively promoting um, like grassroots cycling, cycling in Africa, um, and they're supplying cycling teams with like bikes so that they can go and do the racing and i think stuff like that that brands are doing like them is amazing and we need more of that and we need um to make cycling more accessible to everyone no matter the color your race or creed you know i think brands like circa doing are a fine example of how to drive it forward mm-hmm. now because it's interesting with cycling because i remember when i started cycling when i was young <laughs> teenager 25 years ago it was like you know cycling was a very very macho sport uh, very male dominated it still is uh, and you know just the 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 way people were talking to each other it wasn't inclusive at all uh, and i think cycling you know still to this day is very male and very white uh, but i really like to see you know you mentioned the things that happen in africa you have teams growing in Africa, communities, brands supporting that. Uh, when you live in a city like Berlin, which for most of us comes a, uh, is, you know, a very, very multicultural place, a bustling place in Europe where things happen, uh, do you think Berlin is kind of a step ahead when it comes to diversity in the local cycle communities compared to other, where, other places in Europe or uh, the world, basically? Yeah, I mean, um, sadly, I haven't been able to experience Berlin's cycling community um, to its fullest um, just because of the coronavirus and the restrictions that we have over here right now. Um, But generally, yeah, we do have a diverse community here in Berlin. And I think that that is paving the way, you know, um, quite a few of my friends are actively promoting this stuff um in that cycling community to drive it forward um and being a multicultural city 
that is actually so well connected in terms of cycling where the bike is every day you will use a bike to get around. Um, for example, it's actually quicker for me to cycle my bike into the center than it is for me to get public transport. It will roughly take around the same time. As long as it's not raining, we're all good. Um, so I think because that's kind of drilled in from a young age in Berlin, um, cycling and diversity is it's, here. It's very good. Um, but back home, um, yeah, I have to agree. It's it's um, in the UK. I still feel it's a male and white um, dominated uh, sport. And I think that is slowly changing, but not as fast as it could. Um, I would love to see especially women cycling explode more. But um, after talking to some people in the cycling industry, especially in the broadcasting area, it's not as simple as just, you know, promoting it um, because there's all these rights for um, broadcasting and um, who owns the rights to show it. Um, this is why it can't be shown globally. It's like a super tanker that you have to change direction of. But, but you know, women's cycling, I don't know if you agree, but I often hear people say that women's races are much more interesting to watch than the, than the male, than the men's races, because they are shorter distances, more competitive, and so on. Uh, I, I personally don't follow uh, professional cycling so much, but I tend to agree. What, what do you think about that? Um, do you know what? If um, I had to choose between watching a women's cyclocross race and a male cyclocross race, I would watch the women's cyclocross race because it is so much more fun. And I'm not saying that Matthew Vanderpol is a bad person, but if you watch like the men's um, Super League, then it's um, it's just him and Wout uh, and maybe Tom Pickcock and a few other guys just absolutely hammering every race. Whereas, like, within the women's cyclocross races, it's anyone's. Like, something could happen, and it's so much more fun to watch. And um, and also, you kind of get that drive from them, and you see and you feel it through watching them that they're really trying to push. Um, and I love that. Even the road races, um, they're so explosive, and it's so exciting. I wish it was broadcasted a lot more so everyone could enjoy. Um, because let's face it... Um, when we watch the pro cycling, I mean, most people will just want to watch the last 30 kilometers who wants to sit there and watch four hours of a Peloton going along. Um, you know, there's only so much of Matt Stevens that you can listen to talking about some, um, you know, uh, ancient, um, ruins or something of the area or some factual town, um, fact, you know, Agree, agree. So, I mean, I don't know who has got the time to to spend six hours uh, watching a watching a race, but uh, no, I, I agree. Uh, I also would probably prefer to watch the women's races uh, for for the exact same reasons as uh, as you mentioned there. And I've heard other people say say the same. So, anyway, uh, I'd just like to, just to take a little step back to to the mental health that we talked about in the beginning, and you also mentioned uh, briefly the COVID restrictions in terms of. Uh, corona restrictions and the way the world has turned upside down for the last uh, 15 uh, uh, year and a half uh, soon um, it's no secret that that has has a huge impact on people's mental health uh, what uh, if, if if people sit out there uh, listening to this what are your you're good i've seen that you're in social media you're good and you mentioned that as well you're good at giving some you know advice or suggestions uh, recommendations to 
actions you could take. If you're sitting here getting really, really fed up with Corona, you have the bike, uh, what is your uh, advice to to people that we could, uh, what, what should we do? Yeah, I mean, in terms of um, staying sane and ensuring our mental health in these Corona times and the restrictions that are in place, um, I think it's just a lot of it, it's, it's hard to say stay connected, but staying connected is very important. It doesn't have to be physically and in person. You can stay connected through um, social media platforms such as Instagram, um, Strava, there's Zwift. I mean, say you're stuck inside, um, you and your buddies all have Zwift. Um, you could easily set up a Zoom call or you know, a, a dual WhatsApp call and you could ride your bike together and talk. And albeit virtually, you can kind of share a similar way of cycling together. Um, me and a few friends did that over the, the period. Um, and uh, Julian, um, a mutual friend of ours from Unfound, actually ran like um, it was a Wednesday um, coffee run. So it'd be 12 o'clock midday on a Wednesday. Everyone would hop on and Discord and we'd all do a cycle together and just chat. And he'd have like a guest um, from the cycling industry. In, but I'm not saying everyone has to have a guest, but staying connected is the most important part um of 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 this of this journey through corona but i also think just getting out and giving yourself some space as well um use cycling or go for a walk um just even if it's just to go to the shop and back to get something that you probably would have got on your shop in your weekly shop but maybe just you might need that time so if you're low on milk just go and get a bit of milk walk outside get some fresh air and it can help um, clear a lot of the thoughts if you are struggling. Um, and I think this is the hardest one for people to do. But if you are struggling, then just just reach out to someone. It can be a family member. It can be a friend. Nine times out of 10, you will be really, really surprised at the response that you will get from them. Um, I've reached out to people in my own family when I was struggling with burnout and depression. And I reached out to my father and i Remember, um, it clear as day, I was cycling home from work and I was so tired and thoughts were running through my head. And I just, I burst, I pulled over on my bike on the side of the path and I burst into tears and I rode home crying the whole way. And I got home and my dad said, what's wrong, son? I said, dad, I just don't feel myself anymore. And I think I need some help. I'm not too sure how but I need your help to help me figure it out. And he just said, let's get you some help. And I, the next few days later, I went to the doctors and uh, we, we moved things forward from there. So not everyone has family to reach out to, but even if you go to a friend, you'll be surprised that they might even be going through the same thing. I've spoken to people on the Clubhouse chats and just in general on Instagram where they've actually reached out to me and said, look, I've gone through this exact same thing. I struggled from post-traumatic stress disorder and the stuff that you're putting out there right now is really important um, for people to hear and it really paves the way for change, but it will be it slowly. So thank you. And it's messages like that that really kind of gear me up to like put some more advice out. Um, and it takes a lot for someone to reach out, but if you do it, the benefits will be so fruitful for you. Um, you'll feel a weight off your shoulders even if that person doesn't say anything back to you and they just listen you'll feel that weight go off your shoulders so just try and talk as hard as it can talk 
Strangers um, are also a great avenue because there's also no judgment if you're worried about judgment. Um, I can really recommend like mental health helplines like Samaritans or Men's Suicide or Mind. Um, depending on where you are, there'll be a service for you and there will be people that actively want to help you feel better. So um, the best advice I can give you is to say it's okay to not be okay. It's okay not to be okay. That's um, that's very true, and uh, I think for, for if one thing is, as you say here, reach out, talk, and so on. Uh, and and for those of us who who who, if we are, you could say, if, if I can say lucky, that's probably a wrong word. But if someone comes to you and to us, listen is uh, is is the key word, I guess. Simply listen to people and give the advice that uh, that we can and help uh, help on it wherever we can. But Julian, it's been great having you here and thanks so much for for taking the time to speak with me. I uh, it's 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 good to hear or that that you are uh, focused on on all the good things uh, and I wish you uh, all the best in the future with uh, all your projects and everything going on. So thanks so much for for coming today. Not a problem and thank you for having me and um i really look forward to catching up with you in the uh, the next couple of days just socially so thank you